0: Welcome to another episode of the Rose Tinted Reels podcast. I am your co-host, Zach. You know what? I'm your co-host, but right now I'm your only host, and so that makes me in charge of this situation, and I'm glad you've come to me. This is a very important matter that I think I can help you solve. What to listen to this week? Well... My vote is for the Rose Tinted Reels podcast. I think you should listen to the entire backlog. We've got all sorts of gosh darned movies. But right now, you have selected part two of Interview with the Vampire. Now, if you've stumbled onto this one accidentally, maybe this is the first one that you're listening to. Maybe this is the first time someone recommended this podcast to you. And for some reason, you chose part two of a series It's an interesting choice. All right. I'm not going to lie to you, that was a fascinating choice. I'm not sure it was the right one, but hey, this is the one you've done, and gosh darn it, you should stick with it. So, you know, listen to this one. It's Interview with the Vampire. You're going to get some juicy details about the, the movie. If you go back to part one, you'll get a little bit more. You'll get some trivia and stuff like that. You'll get a little bit of hilarity. In fact, you'll even get a bonus review. We talk about Pocahontas up in that piece. But, uh, you know what? Stick with this one. You're still going to get some choice, some choice content, alright? You're not going to be disappointed with the stuff that's in this episode. So, uh, you know, buckle up is all I've got to say. Anyway, uh, I want to remind you, before we get into the good stuff, alright, so, you know, for those of you who might not know... The, the proper podcast is the sort of thing where we analyze the movie, but it's not just me. I am, like I said at the top of the show, just a co-host. We've also got Allison. But right now, she's not with me. She feels like she's too good to record these intros with the likes of me uh, for, you know, our multiple-parter episodes. So it's just me hanging out here in a dark room all alone, you know, doing this thing. It's a sad existence, but it's all right. It's what I've signed up for, and, uh, you know, I'm going to hold up my end of the bargain here. So, before I start the full episode that we've already recorded, the two of us, I just want to remind you of a couple of boilerplate things. First of all, we have a little thing on this show where if you go to Apple Podcasts and you leave us a five star review, we will read whatever you say in that review on the podcast. It's a cool deal. It's a nice little nifty thing you can do. Uh, And it doesn't matter what it says. You can say some mean stuff. You can say some really nice stuff. You can say completely irrelevant things about a local news story you heard in Bangladesh. I don't really care. I will read the entirety of it on this show. So use it to voice whatever concerns or uh, opinions you've got. So go do that. It helps us as well as just being a kind of a fun thing to do. Also, you can uh, join our RTR community face place on the Facebook platform. You can, uh, you know, we're on Twitter. We're on Twitter. I don't know what that means. You know, we're there. We take up space. We have a little automated thing. But if you guys start joining Twitter and start following us there, maybe we'll uh, we'll be a little bit more active over there because currently we're not. But uh, I think that's kind of it. You know, this is the this is the beginning of the show. It's not so hard. I'm just gonna I'm gonna hit this button over here. We're gonna transition you over to the the proper show. So uh, I'll see you over there.
1: Anyway. So the main house lady, I don't know if you recognize her, but she's famous for some BBC things. She played Val in the solo movie, the wife of the smuggler.
0: Oh, I did not know that. That's very cool.
1: Yeah, she's very young in this.
2: (laughs) She must have been, yeah.
1: So uh, this is just going over Lestat's preferred menu for an evening.
2: Lestat killed two, sometimes three a night. A fresh young girl. That was his favorite for the first of the evening. For seconds, he preferred a gilded, beautiful youth. But the snob in him loved to hunt in society. And the blood of the aristocrat thrilled him best of all.
0: The trick is not to think about it. He must be on that platform. He's looking down at Brad Pitt. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You see that one? Budo Sinclair. She had that gorgeous young fop murder her husband. How do you know? Read her thoughts. Read her thoughts. I can't. The dark gift is different for each of us. But one thing is true of everyone, we grow stronger as we go along. Just take my word for
0: it. All right, so yeah, we're here, and this is, I think her name is Yvette. Mm -hmm. She's come and she's worried about her master, a master that we're supposed to care about. I mean, I just find bananas that we're supposed to care about a dude who's a slave master.
1: Yeah. Are you still our master at all?
2: It will be all of it.
1: I will not go unless you listen to me. You must, you must send away this friend of yours. The slaves, they're all frightened of him. And
3: they're frightened of you.
0: Well, if he is their master. I'd be frightened of him, too. Yeah. Uh, under normal circumstances. He could
1: do unspeakable <laughs> things, yeah.
0: Here we have the eating. She's not
1: glamored by it. He tries to smother her mouth. And all the crawfish fall to the ground. And all of the slaves are coming with torches.
0: Did they get a memo? Why are they coming with torches?
1: I think they just made the decision. Tonight's the night.
0: Oh, yeah. just <laughs> independently of any other event in the movie, they're yeah. like, Tonight's the night we revolt. Yeah. Yep. Well, <laughs> that's interesting. I wish we'd been given more context on maybe,
1: that. <laughs> maybe because they saw start right out and they're like, Well, we can face one of them.
0: Uh, uh, maybe, maybe. Very possibly. But then they don't when they see him. Well, maybe because they're surprised to see her dead body.
1: I don't know if she's dead Hear or me she's now! Pretend. She's pretty limp. Bless his curse! Down! And yes,
3: your
2: master is the devil. Get out while you can. You are all free men. You hear me? Run! Save yourself!
0: Now, this is interesting. He comes in here and starts setting fire to his whole house. Mm -hmm. And presumably it is Brad Pitt. I mean, it looks like it is. Mm -hmm. But the camera lingers for very long once fire is set and I don't know how they controlled the fire here, because it it really looks like the curtains catch on fire and spread.
1: Yeah, a lot of things look like they're. Yeah, I don't. I don't know.
0: And he's just chilling in a really hot room.
1: It's also a beautiful room. Like, I... um. So this actually backs up into my scene because I thought, in particular, you would like. Uh, the reaction of Lestat here which is basically like oh sure have a temper tantrum and burn the house down (laughs) (laughs) I did like that
2: And everything we owned, have us living in a field like cattle. You thought you could have it all. Oh. Shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come here.
1: That was all. all.
0: <laughs> so apparently, he Brad Pitt's character was not so whiny in the in the book.
1: Yeah, not not so much. Like he was learning, and he definitely had a lot of like guilt issues, but not not quite as just. Everything is awful. I mean, I would not choose the vampire life. Well, that's
0: an interesting question. I think we may have touched on living forever before on the podcast, but that was many episodes ago and those people weren't listening. So uh, you wouldn't choose to be a vampire because you would live forever because you couldn't.
1: I couldn't sustain my feeding. Like, I, I don't think I could take lives.
0: Well, as Lestat says later, you think that until you try it for a month.
1: Yeah, living off rats.
0: So you'd probably get used to it. I could see you feeding on a small, helpless child.
1: Why Why a child?
0: Because he was around and you were hungry.
1: <laughs> I need a snack.
0: <laughs> oh, I need a snack. He just looks like a snack.
1: Hey, is your name Trisket?
0: Because <laughs> you're getting in my belly. Oh, you've turned into fat bastard. That's not- <laughs> no, no, no. Get in my belly. you look like a
1: snack. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but uh, all right. So it was. it's the killing that you couldn't get over. It's not the only being out at night, living forever.
1: It's the indiscriminate killing, yeah.
0: What if they had the synthetic, uh, what they do they call it, blood? V? Yeah, true blood.
1: I mean, I guess. I. It's hard to say because um, I know that the compulsion to be a killer is still there for some reason in vampire lore most vampires lose some of their humanity
0: well that may be just out of necessity because they have to feed they get used to feeding mm-hmm. and so that it just is there
1: they have to make people subhuman or else they couldn't feed upon them oh man that's deep
0: yeah cuz mm-hmm.
1: that <laughs> there's a lot of racism that was built in the necessity to see someone as subhuman
0: oh yeah well and i think it was world war 2 they showed, and maybe World War One also, in uh, England, they showed their soldiers videos that were specifically designed to make them dehumanize German soldiers and think of them as less than human because otherwise, statistically, just nobody tries to hit their targets when they shoot.
1: Even slavery is, you know, we there was a lot of propaganda that came out that said, like, scientists see these humans as less than like brain development, like more animal than human, and mm-hmm. that's how right, they the justified. Same, yeah. The
0: same with the Jews and the Holocaust and yeah. things like that. Yeah,
1: it's a uh, not a not a good look.
0: No, I'm not a fan good. of racism. I'm proud. You are.
1: Of you not being a fan of racism, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, I mean, being like pr- so- being
0: proud kind of implies that you are surprised slightly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> just it was the way you declared it. it.
1: Just seemed like you were looking for kind of like a good for you. Oh, thanks.
0: <laughs> I just came to the conclusion that oh, gee, everyone should be treated the same.
1: Wow, that's novel. <laughs> yeah.
0: maybe I should publish a book. I feel like people need to know.
1: Yeah, well, you know, coming from a white male, it'll it'll mean- obviously <laughs> mean so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my next is...
1: Will Mikey the Censor have something to say about vampires eating?
0: <laughs> I don't know if, if he's legally allowed to censor something that's in the movie. Mm. He's only allowed to censor us because he is hired by the producer to do that.
1: You know, it's true. He didn't do anything about the slurpy vampires of uh, Waxwork.
0: Exactly, right? And you'd think that... I think he probably was itching to sense that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <It's true. laughs> Ooh, <laughs> well, he's going to have to censor that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's absolutely right. Hello,
3: it's me, Mikey the Censor. Now, I hope you didn't think that I was going to let them get away with making these disgusting noises. It's it, like they feel like they've got a little pond in their mouth and they just want to splish, splash all through it, wearing the little galoshes in the tongue. Oh, just describing it makes me writhe with repulsion. However, I'm going to leave a little snippet in the, in the beginning of that clip just so you understand, but take it from me. They went on in this vein for like five minutes. It's absolutely disgusting, and I hope that you join with me. Go on to whatever the stupid social media page is for these people and tell them that they should stop making disgusting noises. Otherwise, you're going to incur the wrath of Mikey the Censor. All right, that's my spiel. I'm sorry for having to interject, but for the love of God, it breaks my heart that they would create this kind of public platform just to infect the ears of all their listeners with this kind of tripe. However, this is their show, so at some point I got to give you back over to them. So I guess here they are, here's Zach and Allison. Oh.
1: Oh, by the way, I really enjoyed in our last released episode, Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> that was that was pretty easy.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I we I, we were talking about somebody that we we didn't want to actually name drop. Yeah, so. we don't
1: we don't want to hurt their feelings if they do. should ever find us.
0: But we do want to make fun of them anyway. Yes. So we had to, we had our cake and ate it too.
1: Exactly, we're greedy bastards.
0: Exactly. So anyway, this is Tom Cruise. He's in New Orleans. He's uh, he's getting down, mm-hmm. getting down and funky with a pro. With a pro. <laughs> with <laughs> just I don't think I've heard with a that pro. I don't think I've heard that slang in a while, <laughs> and especially coming out of you it was just funny. <laughs> with a pro. <laughs> yeah, she's good at what she does. Uh, and she's anyway,
1: always on time. She. <laughs>
0: She comes on time. Anyway.
1: Ah. Uh, <laughs> I see what she did there. I can see you lying on a bed of satin. Certain... Such
3: things you say.
2: Do you know what men have dead?
0: All right, now he's zoning in. Ooh. All right, now he's taking a big old... Mouthful. Mouthful of underboob.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... First of all, this reminded me of Tommy Wiseau in the room when he was humping on her upper chest or something.
1: Do do you know where my vagina is? (laughs) Apparently not.
0: And I think Tom Cruise, as a well-known but not definitively said, so I'm going to hedge my bets here, saying that rumors say that he's a gay man, maybe he doesn't know where to bite a woman's boob.
1: Like, he was confused about where her areola was. Yeah. I
0: don't (laughs) think he knows the anatomy of women. I think that's something that doesn't really interest him.
1: Or maybe he just didn't care.
0: Or as Stephen Fry would say, it's not really my area of expertise.
1: Or, I mean, I will say that breasts of this size can happen in nature. And at this time of, if we're to believe it's 1793 or whatever.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Breast of what size?
1: She, She has some ample bazooms.
0: I don't know that she does. I think it's the. I think it's the, the when corset. You, the yeah, Airbus when you corset? when you go to a Renaissance festival, you know the people get strapped in.
1: <laughs> they're elevated because they're <laughs> squeezed up. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think that's what's happening more than anything.
1: <laughs> so my my whole point in saying that is maybe through whatever apparatus she's wearing, and we can't see it. That is where her nipple is, and he has a better sense of that than we do. So
0: Superman-like, he can see through her clothes and knows exactly where the nipple is. It's
1: very specific superpower. I know where your nipples are. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. And and that's why we can't drink holy water. (laughs) No, (laughs) but I like
0: that as a superpower, and that's the only thing it does. I know where your nipples are. Yeah. I can see all nipples through walls. I can't see the boob. I can't see the people attached to them. I just see disembodied nipples everywhere. Disembodied nipples.
1: <laughs> that's a great punk band name. The disembodied, disembodied <laughs> nipples. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like it a lot. I think that's our band. We need to make that a band.
1: <laughs> oh, Boise.
0: Oh, Boise, Idaho. Anyway, so I just, uh, I just don't know. I just don't know about this guy, Tom Cruise. I just,
1: I don't know. And for me, I just feel like at a certain point, the feeding becomes boring. So he has to really play with his food. Missy <sighs> see she was just really lost in the uh,
0: w- blood has already. It's not dripping down her. It has already dripped down her. Soaked
1: the cloth. It, yeah, yeah it's
0: soaked her entire front.
1: But she's into it.
0: She sure is. That's why I think that maybe there's a semi glamour going on.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, that also could be if it is a glamouring effect. I It's worn off. She's noticed the blood.
0: So, what do we think about Bradley Pitt's big hair?
1: Long, it is long and kind of tufted out a little bit. It's
0: on. It's just on top. It's. It seems like it was brushed in such a way that it is just very high before mm. it starts going out and down.
1: Um. I don't love the long hair look on him. I will say, like, it works for Lestat's character for some reason more.
0: I think that in some shots, in some ways, I think he looks good with long hair. But this particular look is not quite the thing.
2: Yeah. It needs must wither. For you, Louie, you can pretend it's one. <laughs>
0: Louis doesn't like the look of it.
2: She's not dead. You're in love with your mortal nature. It was just the one thing that could bring you peace. You promised peace. We're predators. <laughs> Those all-seeing eyes were meant to give them detachment. The
3: girl is dead. Then take her, Louis. End that hunger. No. no!
2: Now, my child You're tired. Do you want to sleep?
1: It's a golden A GOVID
0: I will say that it's kind of strange she didn't try running away at this at any point. I think this.
1: she's weakened from the blood loss.
0: I guess. I mean, she's standing. But she standing, could have
1: crawled, crawled away. But
0: she was standing. Yeah. She could have done something. Yeah. But she just stood there kind of jumping up and down screaming until he came back and put her in a coffin. Yeah. To Which, shut her up.
1: To, to me, this scene it's so weird because he's trying to persuade Louis to follow in his footsteps. Like, to that he needs to eat to feel peace and he just kind of needs to get over this. Like, he's like, kill them quickly if you must, but but do it. Right. Yeah.
0: Although he doesn't seem to be great at convincing him. No, because he, you know, he understand who you're talking to and Louis doesn't want to see this kind of treatment.
1: Yeah, and what you could say even is like, then kill the bad people.
0: Right. Yeah. Do a boondock saints.
1: Yeah. So, um, Louie, uh, despondent has walked into a plague ridden area and has come into a room where a young girl is clinging to the hand of her very clearly dead mother, saying, help mom, wake up. <sighs> Please help us. Pa left us and
2: didn't come back.
3: Please
1: wake my monsieur. I'm
0: curious why she's hugging him so much.
1: Just desperate, I think.
0: Seems like it was an odd response.
3: My philosopher,
2: my martyr, never take you and I. Oh yes, this calls for a celebration. Not farfalone not girando. There's still life in the old lady yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that he just drops <laughs> her.
2: You he are isn't what a- you are. Death. How you love your precious
1: my next time stamp is 4504 so louie has come back to the home um and has discovered that um the the girl claudia is still alive um and tom cruise has given her Er, Lestat, not Dumb Cruise, (laughs) um, has given her his blood to turn her into a vampire.
3: Not your daughter.
2: Oh, yes, you were. You're mine and Louis' daughter now. You see, Louis was going to leave us. He was going to go away. But now he's not. (laughs)
0: It's like having a baby to save the marriage.
2: Now he's going to stay and make you happy. You've been one happy family.
1: <laughs> Such master manipulator. <laughs> so,
0: this is what I'm trying to say about the, the homoeroticisms. Is it undertones? Or is,
1: Overtones?
0: It, is it an implication that they are actually having a romantic relationship? Or is it just thematic stuff that's...
1: I guess they they could be non-physical. Non-physical love is love. So I suppose...
0: Impossible. Sex equals love. The end.
1: And we just lost all of our ace listeners. <laughs> but um, they never have like kind of a physicality of their relationship. It's not a relationship of love as we would normally subscribe to it. But I also don't know how physical love is expressed in vampire world.
0: You don't? Well, like Seen a lot of True Blood.
1: Okay, in this universe. like oh, okay. I, I don't know that vampires necessarily fornicate. Fornicating vampires. Also a good band name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is when little uh, Kirsten Dunst is at a tailor.
1: They're at their home and they brought the tailor to them.
0: Well, that's the thing. And uh, the tailor is just being a kindly little lady who accidentally, by gosh, cuts her finger. And a little bit of blood starts to spill out. So, what's Kirsten Dunst to do?
1: Nom, nom, but kill her.
2: But also a fierce killer. Now capable of the ruthless pursuit of blood with all a child's demanding. Let me kiss her better.
1: <laughs> I <love> the music. <laughs> Claudia! Claudia! Now, who will we
3: get to finish your dress? A little practicality, Shafi, remember.
0: That we, was my favorite line from him. <laughs> who will we get to finish your dress? A little practicality. Yeah.
1: He's nothing if not practical. <laughs> Steps
0: over the dead body. Just, no. No, bad. you bad lady.
1: In poem.
2: She slept in my coffin at first, curling her little fingers around my hair.
0: So, yes, I was curious with the introduction of little Kirsten Dunst here. Uh, who did you identify with when you watched this movie for the first time? Because I know you were older than she was. Mm-hmm. But did you identify with anybody or?
1: I didn't really. Like, I I found the stories appealing. But, you, you know, the line where um, he's like, she would crawl into my coffin. And I'm like, yeah, can't blame her. No shame. Like, <laughs> But it wasn't like I I didn't input myself into the story what
0: was thing. your first exposure to vampires
1: that would be barnabas collins um, from a show uh, called dark shadows
0: that sounds like an old name
1: he was not a young youthful attractive vampire
0: <laughs> that's all sounds almost as old as farnsworth
1: <laughs> he kind of looks like farnsworth and then of course scooby uh do the the lore of scooby-doo has some vampires and that was
0: uh no it does not
1: it has people dressed like vampires and yes, old man Wilkins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was the it was the movie operator.
1: It was old man Bartlett.
0: <laughs> it was the janitor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but still, a vampire-ish character.
0: What got you into vampirism? Because you said when you were in high school, right? You got into vampirism in a big way.
1: So uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer definitely helped the movie, and then mm. the show, um, and then this helped um this added more of the gothic element to it uh and so i struggled to assign us the Van- buffy the vampire slayer movie even though it was one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. because i really don't think you'd enjoy it
0: <laughs> i don't care i think we should do it
1: okay because it's one of the quintessential allisons yeah it's a okay.
0: quintessential allison and i'm not sure i won't like it
1: okay and it has uh, a very hilarious scene with uh mr peewee Herman.
0: Oh, is he masturbating in the back of the theater up to his old tricks again? No. No. Oh.
1: But one of the arquettes is.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> there is masturbating in the in the theater. It's just not Pee-wee.
1: Yeah. Okay, interesting. Good. It's not masturbating. It's uh they're they're doing other things in the theater. Interesting. But.
0: So is it the same characters? Same Joss Whedon?
1: So um, Buffy is the only kind of standard character throughout the that franchise. Okay. Um so it's uh um, same actress? No, uh, oh. it's Lassie's wife is Buffy in the <laughs>
0: movie. I don't I don't even know if I know her name.
1: One thing that I will say, no, no, I won't. Never mind.
0: <laughs> say it. Come no, on. No, uh, you're among friends.
1: I I had a a weird instance with Christy Swanson at one of the horror movie conventions
0: where she farted on you or
1: yes, it spit in my eye. Mm-hmm. No, no, stole your change. No, it's it's not something that I want to repeat on the podcast.
0: Uh, all right. Pause. And we're back. And we're back. So I got the story, guys. I won't repeat it, but.
1: I just, you know, I don't ever like to be too disparaging in real life situations.
0: Maybe I'll put another redacted there. Redacted. Redacted. Anyway, were we watching this movie or what?
1: We were. They are moving houses again um, and seeing new people arrive in the Port of Orleans. Lestat has made a comment about not liking Yankee blood. I don't blame him. Um, And he wants good old Creole blood. Um, And Claudia has found a woman um, who has fully developed and is envious of that and doesn't understand why she is not growing.
0: Which is a good point. And so before I got to the end of this movie and I knew that they were actually going to tackle the fact that or tackle the issue of young vampires Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the fact that that's kind of forbidden. I was thinking to myself, like, why would you do that to somebody
1: yeah, it psychologically, it would make them crazy. Yeah, because
0: eventually they'll probably want to have a relationship with somebody, and they can't. And they can't like uh, that. Ju- or I mean, they could find a pedophile, I guess,
1: or groom someone.
0: Yeah, like, but I. But it's just weird. But it is. <laughs> anyway, you get it.
1: That that subject matter is tackled in other um, popular media. So um, it, I'm trying to think, uh, Let Me In deals with a manipulative girl. Right. Vampire. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, or let,
0: maybe I saw Let the Right One In.
1: They're the same thing. Right. Yeah. But uh, one is the um, international version, one is the American version.
0: Yeah. I think I saw Let the Right one in. Okay. It was the subtitled one.
1: Oh, okay. That, that is the better one. Okay. It's they're, been a long time. I'd like to see both it again. They're good, but yeah. uh, I will say that the international one has a little bit more to it, mm-hmm. uh, a little closer to the book. Right. Although Chloe Grace Moritz did an excellent job in the remake.
0: Oh, is that her? Mm hmm. Which she's, isn't she kick ass? Yeah. Gotcha.
1: The far superior character of Kickass.
0: You know, I actually don't think I've seen all the way through Kickass.
1: Oh, okay. Now that that's a fun one.
0: Okay. So are they actually worthwhile movies to watch? Yeah, I think so. What about Shazam?
1: The the one with Shaquille O'Neal as a genie? What? No.
0: no. no. <laughs> what on earth are you talking about? No, I'm talking about, what is his name, Adam Levine or something like that? Okay, sorry, Bronx, <laughs> I have no idea what movie this is where Shaquille O'Neal is a genie, but I want to see it.
1: I have to pull up the trailer. Maybe that can be the ending.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> sorry (laughs) two different shazams okay well okay so it is it's called shazam also okay all right
1: so the other shazam is very good and i think you would really like the villain in shazam
0: and this is the adam levine one Mm -hmm. gotcha (laughs) (laughs) the shaquille o'neal one sounds more interesting i have to say
1: he's a 90s genie he raps (laughs) (laughs) The kid wishes Uh, for some hamburgers, and he makes it rain hamburgers across the city.
0: I love the sound of it.
1: It is glorious garbage.
0: (laughs) So this is a 90s movie? Yeah. I love it. All right. I am so shocked I've never heard of it before, but I I must see it. I think
1: it it is on Disney+.
0: Are we watching that on this podcast?
1: I had no intention of it, but maybe as a goof episode, like watching a film because it's bad so we can laugh.
0: It is such... A shame we didn't release on April Fool's Day. We could have done that.
1: Uh, maybe we still will. Maybe. Or maybe not because we just announced it. Well, although I still feel guilty that we uh, we tricked so many people on April Fools on our. What was our What was our fool? We were being sued by. Um, oh, the Spielberg, estate of Spielberg <laughs> yeah. and, and Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Uh I don't feel bad. Sorry. Sorry.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh uh, whoops.
1: Yeah. So, so um <laughs> So yeah, uh Listot is listening to Claudia talk about wanting to be a mature woman. Look at his evil
0: side
2: eye.
1: Oh yeah, that that's some good glare.
2: nonsense i swear you grow more like Louis every day soon you'll be eating rats
1: <laughs> that was just the
3: a... <laughs> rats when did you eat rats Louis?
2: it was a long long time ago before you were born and i don't recommend them
0: what was that slurp about
2: rat slurp 30 years had passed yet her body remained that of an eternal child her eyes alone told the story of her age, staring from under her doll-like curls with a questioning that would one day need an answer.
0: So, question here from me, Zachary Duncan. Hi, Zach. Hello. I'd like to know, so if a little girl becomes a vampire at, you know, 10 years old, 12 years old, hasn't hormonally developed yet, she, she could be 200 years old and she still has the brain chemistry of a young girl. So, she'll have the experience of a very old person, Mm -hmm. but she still has the brain chemistry of a younger person. I wonder what that would be like.
1: Also, because uh, children do not have as strong a sense of empathy as adults.
0: Some part of that must be hormonal. Mm -hmm. Some part must be experience and things like that, but some part must be hormonal and...
1: Object permanence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully she's got object permanence by this point in her life. (laughs) But... uh, yeah, no, I mean, and so maybe she won't want, like, a romantic relationship because at this point in her life she hasn't developed sexually, so she mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't have those drives yet.
1: But she, she is obsessing with the fact that she'll never have that adult body.
0: Yeah. Which, that was another instance of uh, boobage. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of boobage in this movie. Yeah. But do the... Do yes, the-
1: we don't get to see any penai, any papes. pepes. Pepes? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that came from a TikTok. Nobody, nobody crosses swords in this. <laughs> yes, there's no sword fights. <laughs> oh, here's the robot scene. If you wanted to. Oh
0: my God. So this is a robot. Mm-hmm. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm reaching out. That's. Little...
0: Here we go. I don't know. If that's a robot, that's really convincing. That was a lot of articulation.
1: Lift me up. I saw it behind here. That yeah. is a robot. Yeah. That's the robot. Sorry. Still very good. Sweet prince. <laughs> the way it the crumples down.
0: Yeah, the very end when it kind of got to the floor and rested... You could kind of tell that mm-hmm. it was a robot, but other than that, it was it was pretty convincing.
1: So my my next timestamp is just after this, which is I think one of my favorite parts in the entire movie. Louis and Claudia are getting ready to leave their home to go to the um, to Europe uh, in search of others like them to kind of answer some questions about their existence and just to get away from the fact you know that they murdered Lestat. Mm-hmm.
2: Look who we forgot. Let's set them free.
3: Yes.
2: Yes? It's the carriage.
1: Or is it? Claudia goes to the balcony while Louis goes to check the front door. She's releasing their caged birds.
0: A metaphor? Mm-hmm. For themselves. Oh.
1: Louis looks outside, sees no one. Knows something is amiss.
0: And loud noise. <laughs> Okay, wait, what happened to Lestat? Did he just run away?
1: So uh, he kind of shoved him, like was able to overpower him and get...
0: Seems interesting. He was able to overpower him a little bit in the beginning of the movie, too, mm-hmm. when they were like in the field. I thought an older vampire would just always be stronger.
1: I thought so, Especially too. Especially the sire. And they they did mention, you know, with age comes strength, uh, but there's also natural-born abilities, I guess.
2: Listen, Louis. There's life in these old hands still.
3: Not quite furioso.
2: Moderato. Potable, perhaps.
3: How could it
2: be? Ask the alligator. His blood helped. Then on the diet of the blood of snakes, toads, and all the putrid life of the Mississippi, slowly, Estad became something like himself again. Claudia, you've been
3: a very
1: He said, he has been set on fire, by the way, for... <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry.
0: It just got really loud for no reason.
1: That, that was all I had there. I just love that line. The You've been a very
3: naughty little girl.
1: Yeah, just the, the music and everything. <laughs> it's just so good. So good. So, so good. And then uh, my next is what I think is a really beautiful scene, the way it was filmed. I don't know how that's going to translate for the podcast, but Armand rescues... Um, louie from a coffin justice has been carried out to claudia and madeline poor madeline she didn't do anything wrong
0: never did nothing to nobody
1: exactly she hadn't had a chance to she hadn't <laughs> even had a chance to eat her first dinner Ah. um so they are put into a circular room uh to be killed by sunlight
0: yeah why was she killed
1: madeline, madeline yeah uh just by season association (laughs) (laughs) you become very posh all of a sudden association (laughs) association i think
0: uh that seems cruel
1: yeah well in a lot of uh vampire lore um vampires that stay together in company and make nests as they're called they become more feral and more cruel i see yeah it happened in Drupal too
0: it's been a while i don't understand i know you don't you never do That's rude. (laughs) Uh, But look at Bradley Pitt's face.
1: Very glossy lips.
0: Well, the lips, just the cheekbones, the the forehead, the jawline. That's a man right there.
1: It's a man's man. It's
0: a man, 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 (laughs) man, (laughs) man, Where's Claudia?
3: Claudia. I cannot help her. Where's Claudia? I
2: can't save her. Claudia! I will only risk losing you not
1: He's walking down a darkened hallway.
0: I like that he was running until uh, Armand yelled at him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which didn't make him stop, but made him walk.
1: Well, I think he's also, he, the hallway is just lined with vampires, so I don't think he knows if he's going to have to physically um, throw hands. Mm. They're laughing and jeering at him as he's walking down the hallway.
0: Rude. Like being it live at the Apollo.
1: He sees the ashen form of Madeline holding Claudia, and their face is kind of set in an anguished pain.
0: They're beginning to crumble at his touch. And they have fallen apart to nothing.
1: I just thought how that scene was filmed was absolutely beautiful. And the mm. music was very touching. Chef's kiss. Wow.
0: <laughs> anyway. All right. So we're done.
1: Well, you said you had one left. Oh, do I? And then I have one left.
0: Oh, jeez. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. Never mind. We're not done. It's a false
1: alarm. We're just done with that scene.
0: Damn. movie, It never ends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so did you like it?
0: <laughs> so this is where Bradley Pitts comes back to America. Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy style. He's coming out of a movie theater. He just saw Super Duper Man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was not in the book because Superman hadn't released yet. Mm-hmm. But that's all right. I'll forgive it.
2: And, and as soon as I smelled the air, I knew I was home.
0: Why? Just, I just feel like it's at this point. He's in the 70s now. He's in the 80s. Na-
1: he's in the
0: 1980s. Mm-hmm. 1980s. Shouldn't at this point he be completely ashamed of his home? I thought this movie presented a unique opportunity for him to have gone back and actually had a person who owned slaves and then kind of traveled into the future in real time, learning with culture as it went and then to come back and address what had happened that like no other movie can really do that. Mm -mm. Not even a time travel movie really, because you're not really grappling with culture as it changes. And he did. So this movie presented a really unique situation and they they kind of just dropped it
1: but also early 1990s when this was filmed or you know even earlier when it was written i, I don't know that people were as uh, woke
0: you as, don't think no <laughs> you don't think in the 70s people were as woke as they are in the 2020s
1: no <laughs> but you may be right yeah it's also i think it would have added uh well it it would have been nice for him to acknowledge i think it would have added additional an additional theme to the film that I I think if that was the sole focus with him coming to kind of grips with the man he was, it would have been different than his reflection on the vampire life that he's lived. I
0: mean, I think that they could have intermingled those two themes. Mm -hmm. I mean, he could have had a little monologue in his head right now about how living for 200 years had given him a perspective on the person he used to be.
1: Yeah, that would have been fascinating, you know, especially right now, because there's a lot in this movie where it's just kind of panning and looking and reacting, but without speaking. So, yeah, they definitely could have added. Yeah. It's made me reflect on who I was in my mortal life. Yes. My very last timestamp is 153.18. He has finished recording and Malloy is now being like, I want to be a vampire. That seems cool. I miss <laughs> totally the point of your story. That's it? No, it can't end
2: like that.
0: And what does he mean it can't end like that? Mm-hmm. Like he told a depressing story and now he feels empty. That's, you know, he is not dead. So there's not a de- definite ending to his life. But that's the end of the story so far.
1: Yeah. And he, do- he doesn't accept
0: that. Does he want like a Disney ending? Yeah. And then I bought... And then I
1: rode off into the sunset with my prince.
0: <sighs> and then I bought a moon. Yeah. And I lived on it. <laughs> what does he want from him? <laughs>
2: It has. There's no more to tell. There has to be more to tell. You you don't understand yourself. You're not empty. What people wouldn't give to be like, what I wouldn't give to be like you, to have your power, to be able to have seen the things that you've seen in your life. You haven't been listening. Yes, I have been listening. The story you told me is, is incredible. It's amazing. Do what you want with it. Give the story to others. Learn what you can. There's only one way I'll ever truly learn, and you know it. Now, you brought me up here for a reason, didn't you? Didn't what you? And what reason would that be? You want a companion. You want a link to the outside world. Well, that's me. I mean, take me. That's what I want. I want what you have. I refuse to let it end like this. Dear God, i failed again, haven't I? No, you haven't failed. God has nothing to do with it. Do you like this? Do you like being food for the immortals? You like dying?
1: Stop. He's been released by Brad Pitt, and he's quickly gathering his belongings and getting the heck out of Dodge.
0: GTing the heck oh! He
1: makes it to his car. Nice car. Yeah, convertible.
0: Red. White walls.
1: Speeds off. Near accident.
0: Near secondary accident. So this was apparently the first film that had ever been able to shut down both lanes of the Golden Gate Bridge.
1: How mad would you have been if you were stuck on one side and you needed to get home? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Quite.
2: 1791 was the year it happened. I was 24, younger than you are now. But times were different then. I was a man at that age. The master of a large plantation just south of New Orleans. I had lost my wife and childhood. Somebody changed my shorts. She and the infant had been buried less than half a year. It's good stuff. I would have been happy to join them. Good stuff.
0: <laughs> Although his editor and such will not believe what he's seen. Yeah. So all they're going to have is the, sto- the story of a guy who's basically writing a novel.
1: I mean, great work of fiction, buddy. But <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Why on earth did you believe this? Oh, he was really fast when he turned on the lights. Oh, was he?
1: <laughs> Where you on acid? <laughs> acid.
0: Where you on the acid again? Yeah. <laughs> Get off the acid, buddy.
2: I assume I need no introduction. I feel better already. Most of all, I longed for death. I invited it. A release from the pain of living. Oh, Louis, Louis. Open to it. Still whining, Louis. Have you heard enough? But it was I've had to listen to that, that for centuries. <laughs> Don't be afraid. I'm going to give you the choice. I
0: never had. And then he puts on his sunglasses and drives off into the night.
2: Please allow
1: me to introduce myself. I'm a man. Well, that has been interview entities. with the vampire, the
0: vampire, the the one and only vampire. Except we just kind of rode off into the night with another one. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: One who is a little more willing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, all right. So there you have it. Movie over. Whew. Complete. We did it. We did it. You feel good about it?
1: I do. I, right. I hope you do too. Because, I think uh, we did a good job. Because I get really anxious every time we get to this portion of the show.
0: Well, let's do it. All right. So to the uh, act Four, a Rose Award ceremony.
1: Uh, Rose Tinted Feels?
0: Is it? No, we have no Rose Tinted Feels. That section died.
1: For, I, I must have accidentally edited a wrong one. Okay. The awards.
0: The awards ceremony. The <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, no.
1: Thank
0: you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you, Allison.
1: Thank you, Zachary.
0: Oh. <laughs> all right. So who do you give your Rose Award to?
1: Oh, boy. Um, First so, of all,
0: what was the plot? The plot? Let's establish what the plot was. Uh.
1: So the, the plot was a... Uh, a journalist finding someone who he felt was intriguing and uh, getting more than he bargained for with a story of vampirism and sadness and regrets.
0: Okay, so with that phrasing or framing, it seems like you're saying that the plot was really more about the journalist and and the arc of him getting his story and turning it in and then eventually being captured by another vampire rather than it being about Louis' arc.
1: No, I mean, it. it's Louis's story, but... The journalist, Malloy was, you know.
0: In my opinion, the journalist part in the interview, whole part of this matter. movie, did not matter one bit. Could have been cut out of the movie, and no it one It could would have been noticed. a found diary. It could have just been a story about a guy. Yeah. Could have just been a movie.
1: <laughs> but they were also setting it up in case they did any of the other chronicles.
0: Ah, well. Uh, so I would say that the plot was Louis coming to grips with loss.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He lost his wife and child, and in desperation became a vampire. And then his relationship with uh, what's his face, Lestat. Mm-hmm. Then coming to grips with his relationship uh, without Lestat. Then loss again, losing uh, what's her face, mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst. So I guess it's it's just kind of a day in the life of for two hundred years.
1: Someone with, you know, clinical depression coping as a vampire.
0: Yeah. So what, who could be the Rose to that plot?
1: So I said um, that it was Lestat Uh, because, you know, with Lestat, there would be no interview with the vampire. It would be interview with a guy who probably died of syphilis at a young age in Louisiana.
0: Okay. So we're giving Rose awards to people who merely start the story.
1: Well, it he also kind of continued the story everything that louis understood before armand i guess
0: what's the what's the victory at the end that was helped? there's
1: there's no victory i know that's that's
0: really hard to give a rose to this movie because i don't know who did something for the plot because i don't really know what what is the what what's the victory at the end what is the end
1: there really isn't because it's a continuation of well where do we go from here and his answer was nah. Let's That's just, the end of the story. Let's yeah. ride
0: off into the night and play some tunes. Yeah, uh, I, God, I don't know. I think I don't give a rose. You don't have to. I thought about giving it to Louis, just because he was the dude doing the discovering as he was going along. But he was also a slave master, so I feel weird about giving my rose to a slave master.
1: Well, he was my thorn. If it makes you feel better.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't give a. I didn't. I didn't give a thorn either.
1: So my my thorn was Louis because Louis was his own interference and downfall um, and the biggest thing to stand in his own way. He lived in a world of guilt. um, And honestly, he could really use a vampire therapist. A
0: vampire therapist. Or
1: just a therapist, uh, you know, to help him deal with a lot of his grief issues. Um, uh, Lestat is a monster, but he seems perfectly content in that existence. And, you know, Lestat... um, had daddy issues with his maker magnus or marius depending on which lore you read but he he seemed to have found a way to survive in the existence that he seemed to truly enjoy he likes being a vampire he relishes being a vampire even though he said you know i didn't have a choice in this but i'm going with it
0: yeah i don't know if he enjoys it but he's certainly lashing out at the world (laughs) kind of in response to it
1: he's a rebellious teenager
0: that's yeah that's kind of the vibe i get from him
1: who did you love
0: Um, but I will say that I'll agree with you on the thorn. Louis was his own thorn. I'll give it to Louis. As far as love award, come back to me.
1: Okay. So I said that I also loved Lestat. Um, I think Cruz did a fantastic job creating the character and really making it his own. Um, You know, normally I can't take Cruz out of his characters. He's just Tom Cruise playing a character, but in this time I really saw the embodiment of Lestat.
2: What
0: about Tropic Thunder? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well that's a different <laughs> that, that's I, I think didn't. that was the
0: same I think yeah. it, he, he he really embodied that character
1: <laughs> that was a horrible character to embody so good for him <laughs> <laughs>
0: the bald soda drinking large forearmed hairy gigantic sunglass wearing executive
1: with that thick necklace chain thing. Yeah. yeah
0: and he loved rap music and he loved to dance to it and be horrible and be horrible yeah. that was a great character um
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll give it uh I'll give it to Lestat. Love Lestat. I thought he was good.
1: Yeah. Who did you hate?
0: I'm not sure I hated anybody.
1: Yeah, I struggled with the hate award too.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't I didn't really feel completely negatively toward anybody.
1: So the only person uh I'll say the persons um that I said if I was giving a hate award and I had to, um, uh, would be Armand and Santiago. Um, but I feel like you're supposed to not like Santiago.
0: Well, Santiago, I kind of liked just because of his weird pantomime act. I yeah. thought that was just so weird and like, random. Just
1: very bizarre theatrical. And, and kind of artsy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I kind of liked it. And, the, and that's fine. Yeah. I just like, I, I feel just like there was something about his mania that just kind of made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then Armand, like, he just promised all of this information and kind of old world knowledge. And I feel like he didn't deliver. Like I feel yeah. he, he was a big letdown. He was like a big buildup and then just,
0: well, I agree. Narratively. I think he was kind of a letdown, but I, I don't know if that's because he was just cut short. Like he didn't give, he wasn't given the opportunity to impart the knowledge.
1: And that's true. And um, I will say in the books, he's been, he get, is being given more Of a background and you get Mm -hmm. more of an understanding. Like most books, they're much deeper than the movies can go. So um, let's get into ratings.
0: All right. So the ratings for Vampire Drama. That's what I gave it.
1: I said horror drama. Horror? Horror drama. But it's more drama than horror. I didn't find anything here truly scary. It wasn't very horror-y. Yeah, drama with a dash of horror.
0: Okay. All right. Well, for Vampire Drama, I gave it 7.3. Wow.
1: Wow. That's pretty good. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Oh,
0: I gave it a whole point three more than you did. Yeah. I thought it was more vampire than you did.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought that this was a really ambitious film to create um, because of, you know, all of the book lore. Um, vampires are typically a hard sell. Horror is typically a hard sell in the cinematic world. It's kind of viewed as a lesser art form. Well, I think
0: fantasy, especially prior to Lord of the Rings... The movies. Mm -hmm. I think fantasy was seen as a lesser art form. Yeah. uh, For cinema, for TV, for whatever. And kind of still with sci-fi, even after Star Wars. I think mainly because nothing ever really lives up to Star Wars. Uh, Everything else seems like it's kind of lesser. I mean, some things do, but, you know. But definitely fantasy. And I think that's changed with Lord of the Rings, with Game of Thrones, that sort of thing. People take it more seriously.
1: And give them a bigger budget now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know what this movie's budget was, but they seemed to pull off some pretty good practical effects. They had a convincing robot. But I have to say, this movie was a bunch campier than I thought it would be. (laughs) I don't don't know what I expected in terms of camp. Probably a little bit just because it's vampires. But... A smattering. It was was fairly campy, wasn't it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also remember... Seen it back when I was younger, I didn't get the camp factor until I was older.
0: Gotcha. Well, <laughs> uh, and I, but I, I dug it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting to watch a story about a vampire who kind of struggled uh, with the idea of being a vampire and being a predator,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which maybe was touched on with Ginger Vampire. Armand? No, Ginger Vampire from uh, True Blood.
1: Jessica? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Jessica uh, Rabbit. Who
1: was just turned...
0: Yeah, she was turned and she I feel like she was well, I don't know, she was kind of enthusiastic about being a vampire.
1: Yeah, cuz she could rebel against daddy.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know if I've seen that really. People
1: with daddy issues would make good vampires. That's what we learned.
0: Or dangerous ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh
1: what did you feel about directing?
0: Before I get onto directing, I just want to mention my one con, which was the rule inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. With with eating vamp uh the vampires eating humans. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And feeding on them. Some of them seemed to like it. Some of them seemed to like it for a bit and then freak out. Some of them didn't like it at all. And I didn't really know why.
1: About why someone would dislike eating?
0: Being eaten. Uh, or,
1: well, yeah. And I, I think, honestly, it just has to do with the environment in which they're fed on. Like, if they're being seduced, you know, they maybe just go into it a little easier. And then... Other like uh Yvette, she was trying to she wasn't trying to seduce him, but when he better like uh, she was just experiencing pain.
0: I think it just i I can't go quite as far as you can in accepting that someone can be seduced hard enough that they will not notice being eaten.
1: Listen if Mr. Bradley Pitt came in here and just was like, Zachary, what's up?
0: I'm not saying I wouldn't be seduced. <laughs> But I, if he started eating me, we, we I go. think I would notice.
1: <laughs> it's just you haven't been seduced hard enough. Yet. Well, That's maybe like,
0: true. That <laughs> may be true.
1: You're just a little naive.
0: <laughs> maybe true. <laughs> I need to find someone to seduce me hard enough that they can eat me.
1: It's a German cooking class. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. And then we'll watch a, a South Korean uh, movie about zombies yeah. directed by Quentin Tarantino.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: anyway so yes directing i say 5.6
1: okay that's actually more generous than i thought you would be okay i gave it a 6 out of 10
0: okay
1: um i really like the storytelling here um the world that neil jordan created i thought was very captivating and some of the scenes were just beautiful um I felt like it was a blending of a lot of classic vampire devices, like from Nosferatu and Dracula, um, but giving it kind of a a modern brush up.
0: Agree, agree, agree. Uh, You know what? I may give it the promotion to a 6 out of 10. I think that's what I'm going to do.
1: Welcome to the 6 out of 10 club.
0: Yeah. So pros, yes, cool practical effects, cons. I don't know why Bradley Pitts was the only one to have neon eyes.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I think they showed kind of sharper eyes. It just looked more intense on him.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Maybe his natural beauty <laughs> just kind of brought that more to the forefront of my consciousness.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I doubt it. Music? I, my, my con for it <laughs> was I, I did wish there was more depth of color use. Because I feel like there, a lot of the colors were just kind of grayish. I, I wish for more pops of color.
0: Yes, and I suppose that could have been done, uh, even though they were always at night, and especially for the first most of the movie. They were in the 1700s, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. such that they only had access to candles, Kendall. to light their ways in the rooms.
1: But even when they got to the 80s, it was still kind of subtly colored, I feel.
0: like. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was nighttime. When it, you mean when he was coming out of the theater and when they're yeah. driving off into the on the bridge and such? Yeah, I mean, it's nighttime, so it's hard, but it's not impossible. They could have done something. Especially to indicate that it was the 80s, a very colorful time.
1: Yeah, yeah, shoulder pads for days.
0: Scientifically proven to have contained more color than any other decade.
1: (laughs) It's because of uh, the United Colors of um, Benetton. (laughs) Is that right? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) It was a clothing ad that just advertised lots of colors. What did you think about the music?
0: You know what? I thought the music was a rather hearty
1: 5.7. Oh, so I gave it a 7 out of 10. Oh. It really worked for me. Uh, I thought this gore was just absolutely gorgeous, Um, especially the scene where Claudia and Madeline disintegrate. I just thought that the swells of music were just beautiful. I loved the kind of haunted harpsichord uh, during the scene where Lestat was playing the piano. And I even loved uh, Sympathy for the Devil playing at the end when Lestat is driving off into the night.
0: I agree with you. So what did you give it? I gave it a 7. I think I will go so far... As to say, I will give it a six point seven.
1: That that's pretty good for you.
0: I say pros. Well, really, just one pro. It gave a good uh, feeling of angsty moodiness, ambience, and ambience. So for writing, I gave a five out of ten.
1: Me too, half five, half five. I don't know how the rest of that goes. <laughs> Isn't there
0: some sort of? I don't. Are you going to show me? I don't know. Oh, I thought you were actually <laughs> teaching me. Damn it. I've been made to look a fool. <laughs> Why would you do it to me? In my own home.
1: Rude. <laughs> yes, you are.
0: Forget the fact that you came and cooked me a meal, which was really nice, but you are so rude.
1: Oh, we even forgot to talk about that at the start of it. That's
0: right. Yeah. Allison came over and immediately cooked me a very fancy ramen dish.
1: Yes, it's... Um a TikTok famous ramen dish that I learned how to make, which requires Kewpie. Um, and it also requires an egg and some fresh garlic. Um, and I doctored it up a little bit with some steamed broccoli and um, some nori.
0: And it contained plenty of umami.
1: Yes, it has a very unctuous mouthfeel.
0: So that's what you, you told me. And I have to assume you're correct. It had a particular flavor that I can't quite place And I have to now call that unctuous.
1: Yeah, like it just, it it adds a silky mouthfeel.
0: Silky is equivalent to unctuous. Interesting. I can can get down with that.
1: So not about the writing of my culinary skills, but let's talk about the writing of the movie.
0: All right, cons. Uh, Not having Brad Pitt's character addressing his owning slaves when he goes back to uh, his, you know, neck of the woods. And uh, the interview part of the movie seemed completely unnecessary.
1: So I will say that one of the cons that I felt is that it was, it seemed like Anne Rice was at odds with her original content versus what the Neil Jordan wanted to create. And I feel like you can't create a movie um, and boycott it and celebrate it in the same breath, which she did. Like she just, it, it, it feels like. I'm curious what it would look like if she did celebrate it. And then I'm curious what it would look like if she hated it more. Like what, how different could this movie have been?
0: You mean during the the production process, if she Mm -hmm. had been even more helpful and she had been completely hands off? Yeah. That's an interesting question. Yeah. I don't know. Uh,
1: Because she celebrated Queen of the Damned and that was an awful movie. Great music (laughs) video. Awful movie.
0: Well, you know, George R.R. Martin was involved in the first six seasons of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and those are the best seasons. Season seven and eight, he was not involved, and by God, it went downhill fast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was a rocky road. So maybe if she had not been involved at all, maybe it would have been terrible.
1: How did you feel about the acting? I gave
0: it a 4.8. Okay. Uh, I liked Brad Pitt's Portrayal. I, I wasn't a huge, I don't know, fan of the character. I mean, he was a bit whiny. I know that's become kind of a meme about his character uh, hmm. being described as just super duper whiny. Even Lestat says it in the movie. I didn't think he was whiny all the time. He was very sullen. Mm-hmm. Melancholy. Yeah. I liked that portrayal by him. I thought that uh, Lestat's character was fun, but I thought that sometimes I could see the Tom Cruise kind of bleeding through. And it took me out a little bit. I know, yeah, and the, it was just, it was a, a lot of campy acting as well, cheesy acting, I guess I should say. So it was not the height of sophisticated acting, mm-hmm. but it was right for this movie, I think.
1: So I gave it a six out of ten, but you are kind of swaying me more to the five point five out of ten instead of the full six. Okay. Um, I thought they gave solid performances. I was even surprised at the quality of Dunstessa at such a young age doing such mature content Mm -hmm. um i thought it was solid but you know aside from list um nothing was extremely outstanding right like yeah so good it was good yeah it was good yeah pretty Um, good so my reel i gave a six out of ten
0: okay i gave it a five out of ten okay so not too far different
1: at my heart i gave a seven out of ten
0: a seven the yeah. whole seven? The
1: whole seven, I liked it.
0: And you uh, predicted that I would give it a six?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think now that I would give it?
1: I think six is pretty accurate.
0: I gave it a 6.4.
1: <gasps> wow. Oof. your hand hurt. That sounded like it hurt your hand. Feels fine. <laughs> so, let's get into that. Are you going to watch this again?
0: Will I watch this again? Yes. Yes, I would. I'd watch it again during the Halloween season.
1: Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to have a waxwork rewatch party. I would love it.
0: <laughs> no, it would actually be kind of fun during uh, Halloween. Maybe we'll just put out a special episode. We w- watch waxwork and we have a bunch of friends, and we don't even necessarily need to do the whole structure of the show. Yeah. Just watch it and comment and, and laugh. Enjoy yeah,
1: slurpy vampires. <laughs> exactly, the
0: best kind of vampires. So, Allison, did you change your opinion on this movie at all from the last or the first time you saw this movie?
1: So I think my adult mind was able to process some of those uh, stated under overtones um, better. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got more of the... Kind of uh, romantic nature and kind of the intimate ways which the men were holding each other, but you know it's. I I kind of. It's
0: amusing that you didn't pick up on that for a long time. I was
1: very young and naive when I first saw this, so um, watching it now, I'm like, yeah, I'm. I'm also shocked. I'm like, huh, Allison, you dumb.
0: Uh, (laughs) And how does old Allison respond?
1: I'm here for it.
0: Oh no! I was talking about how does she respond to being called dumb?
1: Oh, how does. uh,
0: don't, don't I'm, be I'm,
1: talking about yourself that way,
0: Allison. <laughs> yeah, if old Allison could have a chat with uh, young Allison, how would that conversation go?
1: Oh, I would have so many things. No, no,
0: I'm, I want you to perform that right now.
1: <laughs> you know, young Allison, you shouldn't trust everyone. I hate to be this person, but not everyone has your best interest at heart. I would break up with your boyfriend. I would... Uh, how,
0: how young is young Allison at the moment?
1: Oh, I'm talking to 16 year old Allison. Okay. Uh, you know, d- don't don't trust people just because they say you they want to be your friend. You can't take other people's cruelty too much to heart because it has more to do with themselves than you. And yes, sometimes the way you react allows them to come back and be worse.
0: So, so you you have a uh a very obvious I'm I've been hurt by something reaction and that allows them to come at you again. Yeah. I got you.
1: You can't wear your, uh, you know, heart on your sleeve. All right.
0: So this has been from old Allison talking to young Allison. Now, what is young Allison's response?
1: Crying and you don't know me.
0: (laughs) You think she would be resistant to this information?
1: Yeah. And then I get my sister. Even if
0: she knew it was her older self.
1: Yeah. There would need to be a lot of convincing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Interesting, but yeah, hard-headed young Allison.
1: My my guess is it would just be kind of a tearful moment, and then who knows? It like it, you know, sixteen-year-old Allison may not have taken what today Allison was saying so much to heart that they would have made active changes.
0: Do you think that she would have resorted to violence? No, to win the argument.
1: No, that's not that's not Allison's way.
0: Not even young Allison. Yeah.
1: We're not into fisticuffs. We don't throw hands.
0: Okay. <laughs> Would she have tried to emotionally manipulate you?
1: No. no. Okay.
0: <laughs> trying to get a sense for what young Allison was like.
1: Uh, More shy than adult Allison. Like uh, I was probably, you know, the human equivalent of like a jelly belly. <laughs> so tasty? Well, I was just more like, you know, like I, I knew nothing of the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and neither does a jelly belly. Nope. All right. Well. Uh, that was fascinating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's weird, weird it and it feels kind of like therapy.
0: Yeah. So uh, maybe our listeners found it fascinating also. I don't know if you're still here. I don't here, know
1: if that's going to be cut out or not.
0: Possibly. Possibly. Act five next time on RTR. Now, I believe because of scheduling conflicts, we must now proceed to Amadadis. Yes. Um, Amadeus.
1: Originally, we were going to have my husband join us on the show and do A recording of his favorite movie. Big China. Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Big
3: China. (laughs) Uh,
1: But now uh, we're going to move on to the next film in the list, which is Amadeus. um, Amadeus. Which we're going to have to break into a two-part series as it is a three-plus hour-long film.
0: It's a lengthy bad boy. It is. So Amadeus, let's play a little trailer.
1: While that gets pulled up, I will say that my nostalgia rating for this is an 8 out of 10, with a heart rating of 7 out of 10. Um, My Zach's Predicted Real rating is an 8 out of 10. Oh, boy. With a heart rating of 8 out of 10.
2: You with something confidential and disgusting. Let's hope so, because that is what you really like. Unconfessed crimes of buried wickedness. If that is what brings you to us, the prospect of hearing horrors... You shall not go unrewarded. I don't believe it. The whole city is talking. You hear it all over. What a story. What a scandal. What a comedy. What a tragedy. Incredible. I don't believe it. Who can believe it? What horrors have you heard? Tell us. Tell us. Tell us at once. Tell us about Wolfgang. Amadeus. Mozart. Mozart. Mozart? How good is he? This Mozart, he's remarkable. He's an unprincipled, spoiled, conceited brat. I'm a vulgar man, but I assure you, my music is not.
3: He is divinely inspired. He
2: is arrogant, vulgar, obscene. He creates music for the gods. He is passionate. He burns with fire. He is an angel. He is a devil claimed he'd been poisoned some said he accused a man some said the man was Salieri 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 I don't believe it all the same could it be possible did Salieri do it after all did he murder Amadeus Amadeus, the man, the music, the magic, the madness, the murder, the mystery, the motion picture. Amadeus, everything you've heard is true.
1: Well, that has been the trailer for Amadeus. Um, Also, I'm just going to go ahead and say that is going to be very fun for you to listen to later through headphones.
0: Oh, is it?
1: There's a lot of whispering happening in either ear. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it's a fun (laughs) headphone experience.
0: So the only thing I know about this movie Mm -hmm. is nothing.
1: Oh, hang on. We're going to stay in YouTube because I need to pull up the Shazam trailer for... Oh,
0: okay. So uh, I will say the only thing I know about Amadeus is the cover of the movie and the thumbnail that I just saw when I clicked on it, which was like a laughing guy in a wig. So I think this is a movie about mozart don't confirm or deny i think it's a movie about mozart and the face that i saw that guy pulling was wacky so i'm gonna guess it's a comedy so i'm gonna guess it's something like uh spinal tap but for mozart how cool would that be
1: well i won't tell you if you're right or wrong but i will say uh <laughs> thank you to julian crowhurst for Ka-ka! these are our theme song. And um, don't forget, it is our five-star review-a-thon, so please do leave us a five-star review.
0: Leave those reviews on Apple Podcasts, or you know what? And right now it's just Apple Podcasts, but if you have some other platform that you are currently listening to primarily that you can leave reviews on, let us know in the RTR, and I'll start shouting that out as well, because we're really trying to capture the reviews, and we need to know what platform you're on so that we can look at them.
1: Maybe I'll put up a poll for people to... That's a good idea.
0: Yeah, I'll That's do that tonight. That's
1: a good tonight. idea. So? Um, we will leave you with. it Sorry, it's not Shazam. It's Kazam.
0: Aha! There
3: we so go.
1: I'll I'll leave you with the Kazam trailer.
0: All right. Well, here should let's do that after the credits. We'll start it after the credits. Okay. All right. So here we go. All right. I've been Zach. I've been Alison. Bye bye. <laughs>
3: Building lives a five thousand year old genie. He served some of history's most notorious tyrants. Today, he's about to meet his match, fourteen year old Max Connor. (laughs) And together, they're about to fall
0: head over heels in love
3: into
2: something big.
0: Oh, no, he hit a ghetto blaster. <laughs> hey, dare
3: to wake me. Shaquille O'Neal. Now.
2: Are you, like, really lonely or something?
3: A kid who never asked for anything but trouble.
2: Make me wish that I'm out of your face. a psychopathic dork in the basement. I don't think you're ordering it
3: has inherited a genie who just
2: won't get out of his life. You gotta want something,
3: kid. Then I wish I had junk food from
2: here the sky. I am, I am Kazam! That's
1: it? A happy deal?
3: <laughs> Tuckstone Pictures presents oh. <laughs> Kazam! Smell like keep I am gonna kick your butt. Come
2: on, loser. What? <laughs>
3: Shoes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is this movie and why?
1: <laughs> I cannot begin to tell you why. <laughs> because this is also a kid owning a human. This, that's really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god,
2: I
0: I don't know if I want to see it, but I know I want to see it. So
1: <laughs> maybe it's Rift if it's on Rift tracks.
0: Yeah. Yes, and we should watch a riff tracks. We haven't watched a good riff tracks in a long time.
1: It's true. We used to make a celebration out of those.
0: Let's do it again. Let's. Perhaps sometime soon.
1: Yes. So this has been the real goodbye. Let's go watch Kazam.
0: All right. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Sorry.
1: Bye.